The Matt Wyatt Show podcast is made possible by Mississippi Land Bank. Buying or selling, make sure you go there first. Online at mslandbank.com. That's Mississippi Land Bank, where they understand the lay of the land in North Mississippi. All right, welcome in. Let's go. Hour two of the show rolling along. And I've got all kinds of good news. You know, teams that won, even some that didn't win are still coming out of the weekend, kind of positive about the direction. You know, I think a lot of Ole Miss fans enjoyed the ball game. Now, they didn't enjoy getting beat, and the defense couldn't stop Florida. Florida's really good. Got a great quarterback who was second only to Joe Burrow throwing the ball last year. So they gave up points and yards to Florida. But they really made it exciting, made a bunch of plays on offense. They got an offense I think they're excited about. I think that quarterback's got an NFL arm. Which one? Matt Corral. Corral? Yeah, no, I think I think Trask is definitely um, who her. Uh, one of the pundits today, as I was listening to when I opened at Live Oaks, was that uh, they were saying that, that you know that Trask might be the and and I always hate these comparisons and analogies, but quote unquote the next Joe Burrow. You know, he didn't he didn't start that much hmm. his junior year. He didn't really get they did okay. He was kind of coming to his own. Yeah, and now as as Burrow did in 2019, sure. some pundits feel maybe Trask is set to do <clears> in 2020. But I know uh, probably midway through the second quarter, Corral hit a dude over the over the middle on a on a skinny post, mm-hmm. and and I'm telling you, that ball had to hit close to 80 miles an hour. <laughs> and then he came back on the very next play and threw a touch pass on a deep post that. Uh, I, I looked at my buddy uh, Purple, and I just said, "Hey, Perp, man, this guy—he's got the arm. Hmm. He can do it." But their their defensive backfield is almost as bad as LSU's was. Yeah, yeah. You know, don't have a complete team, and I guess not everybody does. But then when you play somebody who kind of is close to a complete team like Florida, they will just expose whatever your weakness is. But right. I do think Ole Miss fans are kind of excited. I mean, that. Oh, I, I would was, be if I were them. And I was joking around with some guys at in the LSU uh, uh, press box the other day. I said, okay, I know it's early. Uh, what's the score of the Egg Bowl this year? What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, we had a good laugh about it because it does look like one of those things. And, look, Arkansas fans, look, they lost to Georgia. Uh, Georgia, without quarterback settled, not that great, frankly. And not that exciting. starter looked woefully inept in the first half, and then right. he was replaced in the which, second half. Which leads you to like question the decision making going in. You right. know, I mean, the coaches are at practice every day; they do this for a living. You know, right. but anyway, uh, but but Arkansas, I think fans probably feel a little different now. You know, we'll see how long that carries over, if and when it does, and that kind of thing. Okay, yeah. so yeah, every, I, I think you made a great great point to. Uh, start to show, but also to a couple of callers in the fact that uh, it's 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 week two, folks. Yeah. And now everybody has access to every kind of film there ever was on everybody. That's right. You know, so it's, a lot of things will change. Yeah. Um, and everybody's going to tweak, so we'll mm-hmm. see. I guarantee you Arkansas is not going to play a ton of man-to-man coverage against State. They ain't going to do it. They're going to watch the film and go, nope. We're just going to go. Then what do you think? Those receivers just find that open spot and squat. Right? Austin Williams may catch 25 passes running that choice route in a hitch. Yep. I mean, in the slot right there on the hash, like he did the other day. You know, 
in certain you know possession throws because you back off. You get here's the other thing. Go watch the Mike Leach offense of the past. When teams do that, they get tired of they don't have the people or they get tired of getting beaten man to man. They back off. They go coverage two safeties, but the cushions increase and they'll try to rotate it on you to fool the quarterback. What do they do? They throw eight screens during a ball game. Yeah. Because well, they now throw everything underneath. Yeah. yeah. They'll throw a screen because now we're going to let the pass rush come get me. I'm going to turn my lineman loose, get blockers out front. We complete the screen. And because of the cushion, now we've got two, three more yards before you connect my blockers. So it's a little bit of a chess match. We'll see it start to develop this week. I just feel like this week's going to look a lot different for State's offense than it did last week. And it'll all be based on how the defense is playing. I think that's what we're going to see. So one of the things that I remember from, from Leach's time at Texas Tech, I was watching a game. One early, you know, eleven o'clock morning when nothing else was on, and one of the commentators was was talking about Leach, and it was toward the middle of the second quarter, and they were playing a zone. The, the defensive team was playing a zone, and the commentator said, "You know, it, it's just like every team plays a prevent defense mm-hmm. against a Leach offense, right? Make which it." Makes everything vulnerable twenty yards and closer to the line of scrimmage. Yeah, make you execute. Yeah, and and again, yeah. it's like saying, okay, <clears throat> well, you had. We're not going to give the big score to you. Well, and again, I was pointing it out. The touchdown drives for State against LSU. The touchdown drives were six plays, two minutes. Seven plays, two and a half minutes. One play, fifteen seconds. Five plays, a minute forty-four. Uh, seven plays, two and a half minutes. And they're going to go, okay, let's see. The one time that State had a drive that went over 10 plays, they didn't score. They got a field goal out of it. And so Arkansas is going to go in and go, okay, let's see if they can execute that pass game for 12 and 13 play scoring drives. Just keep them in front of us. And so the completion percentage for Costello this week is going to go way up. It's a virtual guarantee. Okay, He may not have as many yards, but but I think – you know, uh, you made the point, the the yak, yards after catch, man. That's unbelievable. And 383. Again, so that's almost, well, that's over half of his total passing yards right. were after the catch. That's right. Which, that stat, uh, for those that are just tuning in, if you didn't know what that was, I'm, I'm going back here in the timeline. Here it is. Scott Rabelais covers Ole Miss. I'm sorry, covers LSU. Ed Ogeron had his press conference this morning. Orgeron had his press conference this morning. And he gave the stat that State had 383 yards receiving after the catch. Two reasons for that. Man-to-man, so there's no help behind once a catch is made. And State players are in better condition physically than LSU players. goes back to the coaching. Like I said, and I stand by it, it's proof. Proof's in the pudding. State's coaching staff coach circles around the LSU staff, on the sideline and during the game, but before the game as well in preparation. Players yeah. clued in they better on what they were doing. <laughs> they were less confused. They were more confident. And they are physically were physically in better shape than LSU. Hey, y'all can text the show. Did you know that? <laughs> Yeah, no I doubt. say that facetiously because there's a million of them here to get to. So let's do this. Here to start uh, hour number two, I got plenty of time. We're going to get to some highlights from the game. 
Later in this hour, we're going to go ahead and begin previewing games for this next week over at winsipedia.com, winsipedia.com. We'll do a head-to-head matchup preview, winsipedia.com. Pick two teams that are going to play this weekend, look at them, and that preview is always brought to you by Matt Anderson Properties with National Land Realty, so that's coming up later in the hour. We're going to get highlights, all that, but there's a load of text and great comments and thoughts on the games this weekend that had... You know, we had so many calls and everything in hour one. We just hadn't had a chance to get to all of that. So we're going to try that uh, right now. But I need a little music in the background, so I can't just do it at um, over plain air. Norman uh, on the Country Pleasing text line said, Matt, I'm no X's and O's guy, but does State have the perfect personnel with the big wide receivers for this offense? Or heck, should everybody be running this? Look... You know, the thing is, they, they have the tall personnel, 6'5", Osiris Mitchell, 6'6", Shavers on the outside, but they didn't throw a ton of jump balls, did they? Because they didn't really have to. They really hurt them with crossing routes, running away from man-to-man coverage. Where am I? Okay, so Coffee Norman, thanks so much for the text. Jeremy said, I heard Coach O say They prepared for three weeks for Mississippi State. Well, and they had to because you had all-new defensive team, uh, all-new, well, not team, but all-new defensive starters, all-new defensive staff, all-new offensive starters who played at other schools, and all-new offensive staff who coached at other schools. Three Hump Camel says Mullins, Florida, needs to beat Kentucky back-to-back seasons first before they go win the East. (laughs) That's a good point. Unnamed texture. Most fun I've had watching a game in a long time. Dogs are right on track for sure. My dad, watching from Dothan, Alabama, texted me and said, it's the most fun I've had watching a game in a long time. Will, watching on YouTube, says, Matt, your film study on this Mississippi State versus LSU game will be your most watched video. Count on it. Well, maybe so. Um, I think we had... You know, hundreds of thousands of views on a Tua Tonga-Valoa video for Alabama two, three years ago. And that's maybe the most at this point. But maybe it will be. And i got to get to work on it this afternoon. Jackson Mailman said, myself and a couple of state grads were impressed and said, we have a kicker? (laughs) Brandon Ruiz was automatic, the Arizona State transfer. Think about this, JB. Talk to me. Mike Leach from the Pac-12. KJ Costello, Pac-12 transfer. And Brandon Ruiz, Pac-12 transfer. Yeah, they knew they were going to play this year, so they they had a little (laughs) premonition. How about that? Jeff said the TV announcers were biased for LSU. I think they expected LSU to ultimately come out on top. Well, that's to be expected. National champs last year, uh, so it's just to be expected. It is what it is. At this point, I think if any of us are getting up in arms about what TV announcers say, you know, the joke's on us at this point. Uh, here's one. CBS announcers made fun of Brule the rest of the game after he went down to begin with. It was awful. Um, listen, Aaron Brule fought cramps in that same left hamstring all game long. So if they said it was intentional, that was one on the goal line where he raises his hand. He's trying to get off the field. They tell him, get on the ground, because if he tries to get off the field, he's not going to get off in time, and he's going to get caught with 12 men on the field on the goal line. And, you know, it's not like it's going to move it up 15 yards, but you're trying to avoid that. So they just told him, get on the ground. Yeah, I so, had a nickname uh, for him. What's that? Yeah, after, after that first just uh, decleater he made uh, right there, I, I, I labeled him Cream Brulee. <laughs> Cream Brulee. <laughs> it was perfect. Res Dog said, the difference in this game to me was how physical the defense played. 
they were knocking the snot out of folks. Listen, I'm telling you, that was the surprise for me. I was not surprised that State went out and was throwing and catching. I was not surprised to see them go up and down the field throwing a ball to score points, to have some explosive plays. Seen enough practice to see that it's incredible. I mean, they they've they got it with Costello out there. Defensively, you don't know. And there's all this youth at corner. That's the thing that scares you. Sometimes you can look at it and go, well, even if we're experienced in our front seven, which they are, experienced at, at defense, two sophomores at defensive tackle for State, but they're both really good players. Seniors at defensive end, Spencer and, and uh, Jones, you know, with a few veteran backups. Errol in the middle of your defense, one of the better linebackers in the SEC. So the front six, front seven, you have experience. But if you don't have experience and aren't any good on the outside, you go, well, it doesn't matter because they're just going to jump ball us every now and then in big plays and LSU had some. But that was the thing to me. Secondary is better than or was better in that game than people thought. Part of it was for Miles Brennan, he had no run game. LSU rushed for less than 100 yards. He had no run game. And they sacked him seven times. Listen, JB, after the ball game was over the other night, you know, I drove and stayed with family in Vicksburg. Yeah. So I'm yeah. driving home late. I love your video from Friday night, by the way. Oh, thank you. Thank that you. That stuff is awesome. Thank you. We'll plug that. If y'all uh, want to see it, I did a video of the Warren Central Germantown high school game on Friday night. It's on YouTube and Facebook. Yeah, Check you it got out. a gift, pal. Nah, I appreciate that. Yeah, um, so I'm, I'm leaving Baton Rouge driving home. I turn it over to their flagship down there in Louisiana, 98.1, the Eagle. And it's a post-game, well, it's like a call-in show, not a part of the network, but on the station. Uh, T-Bob Bears hosting it with another guy. They did a phenomenal. It was so entertaining. They are so good, by the way. I really, I'm going to text T-Bob and tell him I enjoyed that. I meant to have already done it. Their callers were fantastic. And the accents. And you got people calling from, like, Homa. <laughs> <laughs> and then other people, you know, other people calling into that show from Los Angeles and Texas. And I mean, it was fantastic. And they have all these different accents. It was just, and, and for the most part, very, I thought, level-headed callers and that kind of thing. But, listen, it was a two-and-a-half-hour drive for me from Baton Rouge to Vicksburg, and I'm able to tune into that for about an hour and a half of it. And listen, JB, an hour of that show or more, they just kept calling about, Miles Brennan about Miles Brennan, Miles Brennan, and this whole long conversation about Miles Brennan, and I'm wanting to say to them, "What do you expect?" Three to years, do? you should have got another quarterback. Well, but, in, in training. Well, <laughs> but what do you expect him to do? Yeah. Okay, well, he Get, played pretty good, man. And, and, uh, find and I me a college quarterback. Right. Find me a college quarterback. Okay, in a pro-style system. We're not talking about an air raid system. I'm talking about a pro-style system, which they have for the most part. Yeah, they do. who has no running game to speak of, who is not fast enough to keep it on a zone read and really threaten the defense. So every time they go zone read, State knows the running back's getting the ball. They have no running game, and he gets sacked seven times and pressured a bunch more. What do you expect him to do? And they still went up and put up 27 offensive points. Right. Well, he hit on some big plays too now. Oh, that's what I'm saying. It's not yeah. – I, I mean, mean it, of it, it all like the a, things – that they consistent have consistent deal. Well, of all the things that LSU may have an issue with, I don't think quarterback is anywhere near the top of their list. No, I think their defensive backfield is, is should be at the top of their list. Right. Especially if Stingley can't go another week. Well, but, and here's uh, yeah, what I you, would you're, ask. You you've you hit the nail on the head, and I I mentioned this at the birthday party we were at watching the game. That they have no they had no running attack. They didn't have None. anybody they could hand the ball to 
and you go back and look at LSU over the last 20 years, they've always had somebody in the backfield that's going to get three or four yards. Well, and the thing is, part of the reason they didn't have a running game is they had no yards after contact. State hit them and wrapped them up and got them to the ground. Can you remember a time in the game where an LSU running back ran over a state defender? Can you remember a time in the game where an LSU running back spun off of a tackle and then made 10 more yards? It never happened. Mm. State got there, hit them, wrapped up. It was some of the best tackling by a state defense you'll see, really, that we have seen. Especially for a first game with all the predictions that were related around there. I feel like I'm Jake Wimberly now. But we know what you're saying. See, yeah. You don't have to get it right as long as I know what you mean. <laughs> and I know what you mean. What you're saying is it was abnormal, man. Yeah. What yeah. you're saying is that pretty much anybody in the country has an excuse built in if we don't tackle that great in our first ball game. Yeah, just look at the NFL. Exactly. After so, week three. You know, to me, I mean, there's so many things to point to there, but, you know, and Miles Brennan is not Joe Burrow. But he, he shouldn't have to be when you are recruiting the kinds of fours and five stars every year that LSU is. That would be my question. If yeah, I'm a exactly. if I'm if I'm sitting down going over what happened with the coaching staff, here's what I want to know. Hey boys, why are your players tired? Mm-hmm. And they aren't. Yeah. What's we what are we doing? Well, and and you you didn't get to see it like the average Joe did watching it on TV, but when they would show Brennan, when he would go over and sit on the bench and the other three quarterbacks were sitting around him, there was no life. They were all, they, mm. none of them looked at each other in the face and they all had this blank stare of like, well, what's going to happen now? Hey, by the way, just, I don't, I can't even remember the guy's name right now. Finley. Yeah. Finley. There's a backup quarterback at LSU. He's a freshman. His last name is Finley. He is Jamarcus Russell 2.0. The guy is six foot six, two hundred and forty something pounds. He's and and you ought to see him throw it. <laughs> I'm telling you, they they he may can sling it. Oh my heavens! I'm talking about. I had fun just watching him in warmups, watching this guy throw the ball. So as uh, our buddy would say, he's a fair flinger of footballs. <laughs> he is a fair flinger for sure of footballs. Let's qualify. He's a fair flinger. Of footballs. Back to the text line. Let's let me see how if I can get through some of them here. Uh, unnamed texter said, "So what do SEC defensive coordinators do differently from Pelini when trying to stop states' offenses? I told you there will be a whole lot more zone coverage at times mixed in and people backing off, making you throw the ball underneath more, um, and then coming up hit, try to rake it out, create turnovers, stuff like that." Question about it down and distance. Seems like it was second quarter. This is an unnamed texter. It was third and two, deep in our own territory. Called timeout. Goes commercial. When the play resumes, it's now third and five. It's Corey from Tupelo. I don't remember it exactly. I'd have to go back and look, so I can't give you an exact answer. <clears throat> White Denzel, Matt, two questions because you practiced against it. Why is the three-three-five so hard to play against? And also, how huge is adding Jamar Chaney to state staff? Well, it's huge. They are getting a lot out of the guys they have, but I just think, again, a trademark of Joe Lee's defense is back in those late 90s. They had lockdown corners, NFL corners, okay, Bean and Smoot, which you lock down the outside in man-to-man a whole bunch. The whole game comes to the middle, and now it's a totally different deal uh, on how you blitz and when you can blitz. Jolie Dunn's great quote was, when you blitz, 
one of the bands is going to get to play its fight song. <laughs> and I love it because it's true. It's risky. But it also can pay off big. You know, so it's not all about, <clears throat> you know, the, the... I mean, here's the thing. Almost every defense has a version of the three three five that they use at times. Nickel. You know, even LSU started the game, tried to throw a hiccup in there and runs a three-man front some. And then went to the 4-3 primarily after that. So, you know, what is it that's so tough? What's What was tough about Joe Lee's is they're just blitzing all the time, playing zero coverage because they're so good in the secondary, they can play man against anybody in the country. They don't have to worry about safety help. So when they don't have to worry about safety help, they just come after you, force you to throw it quick. You got to throw it while you're getting hit. I mean, it's not, nothing's comfortable. Uh, Kevin said, the quick scoring drives make it more impressive, not from an offensive standpoint because the air raid is supposed to put up big numbers, but because State's defense has to be in great shape. And they have to be deep because they're on the field a lot. You said, I saw a mummy average 49 points a game at Bellhaven, but the defense gave up 51. Defense will have to stay healthy to remain winning. Well, no, to maintain winning, no question about it. They must stay healthy. Errol Thompson must stay healthy. Marquis Spencer, hugely underrated part of their game on Saturday, must stay healthy. Russell said, MSU tackled so well in the open field, I feel like that was a big difference from last season. Mentality, no question. No question. There's definitely a difference. I'm going as fast as I can, and I can't possibly catch up to all the texts we've gotten so far. We'll continue to make our way through as best as I can. I mean, I got a long way to go, JB. No, do I just no, throw my no kidding, man. Do I just throw my hands up and admit I can't get to all of them, or do I keep trying? I just think you try to be on that rapid text line. Yeah. Brrr. All right. You you can right. do it, man. You can. Uh, do it. Thanks for the vote of confidence. I'm not sure I believe you, but I appreciate it. <laughs> we'll try it. Coming up, more text reaction Monday. All right, here we go. Y'all can call me on the Divini phone, 995-1059, or text me on the Country Pleasing Sausage text line, 885-ESPN. That's a 601 number, both of those 601 area code. So text me at uh, 885-ESPN or 885-3776. What's up to everybody on Facebook, on watching the live stream there and on Periscope? And on YouTube, Caleb watching on Periscope said you need to visit PCS for one of those Hometown Heroes videos. I really do. Really do. I uh, had a great time putting the video together and getting to go to the Warren Central versus Germantown game. If you want to see that Hometown Heroes video, it's on uh, the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Radio Wyatt. It's on YouTube as well. Just look for me there, Matt Wyatt Media. It's on my Twitter feed and, and everything else, too. It's a good way to look for it. Uh, Sven says... Um, Who's Grant Wells? He says, in my humble opinion, Grant Wells is the best quarterback I saw this year so far. The dude is amazing. Watch a Marshall game and you will say, okay, so he's Marshall's quarterback. Thanks for the heads up. Grant Wells, Marshall. I will definitely look for it. JW on Facebook says, I remember that as well. The third and two, we gained three yards to come up two yards short on first down, had to punt. I'm going to have to go back and look at that. Y'all said it was in the second quarter. Seems like if it was something way out of whack, we would have noticed it on the broadcast. But the truth is, I mean, sometimes things uh, – Definitely do slip through the cracks a little bit. Here's what it sounded like on the radio. Speaking of the radio broadcast, some of the calls from my broadcast partner, Neil Price, 
on Saturday in Baton Rouge from Learfield IMG. Three receivers left, one right. Marks the running back. Costello takes the snap, throws left. Mitchell pulls it in behind the defense. First down inside the 30, down the sideline, 20, 10, 5. Touchdown, Osiris Mitchell. KJ, three-step drop, pressured up the middle, throws. Hill pulls it in, sheds a tackle. 35, Kylan spins off another man, 40, breaks another tackle at the 42, up to the 45, drops his shoulder, and runs through a defender as he gets shoved out of bounds at the 49-yard line. Brennan gets a snap, State brings four. Brennan throws across the middle, that's caught by Boutte, who gets his Boutte planted at the 35-yard line. Marquis Spencer said, meet my right shoulder. LSU gets the first down as Boutte gets tackled at the 35, a pickup of six, first and 10. Brennan hitting the backfield, sacked back near the 25-yard line. He was backpedaling, and Marquis Spencer makes another big hit. Costello takes a shotgun snap, floats it out left side. Hill pulls in a high pass, has the first down across the 35, across the 45, breaks a tackle, 50. Go, Kylan, go! 20, 10, 5, to the house! Touchdown, Kylan Hill! Costello takes a shotgun snap, looking left, throws to the end zone for Williams, pulls it in, touchdown, Mississippi State! Austin Williams! Three receivers right, one left. Hill in the backfield with Costello, who takes the snap. Slings it for the end zone. Touchdown, Bulldogs! Osiris Mitchell! Oh, my! And he's put Mississippi State in front, 43-34, and over the right shoulder grab in the back right of the end zone. Likely the final snap here. Brennan drops. Steps up, slings this one into the end zone. It is intercepted by Mississippi State in the front right corner of the end zone. Emmanuel Forbes, freshman from Grenada, with his first career pick. That's the final play of the game, and Mississippi State is 1-0. The air raid bombs the Bayou today. 632 yards of total offense. K.J. Costello, the first Mississippi State quarterback to throw for 600 yards in a game as he throws for 623, and Mississippi State defeats LSU 44-34. to Those calls from Neil Price, Bulldog Radio Network from Learfield IMG College. I hope State fans help you understand how fortunate we are to have Neil. He is really... Outstanding. Boutte gets planted on his Boutte. <laughs> right. None better than the air raid bombs the bayou. Wasn't that great? Oh, that's perfect. And and I can tell you from knowing Neil, too, it's not something he sits down and plans those things out all the time either. Uh, n- nothing's like super contrived. That makes it even better. Makes it even better. Bulldog Barney on the text line says, uh, praise to the special teams, defense, receivers catching the ball. We've had so many drop balls in the past that cost us some games. Those guys had... Fly trap hands on Saturday. I like that term. Fly trap hands. Uh, a couple more texts, and I'm coming to the phone. Cowbell said, hey, Matt, I've heard it asked, why Leach is able to be so much more successful with this air raid than other coaches who have attempted to run it? Could it be that he just believes in it more? For example, in a third and two situation with a returning SEC leading rusher in your backfield, how many of those other coaches would be willing to still put the ball in the air? That's a good point. You know, originators versus imitators, okay? Talent is another thing. Mike Leach has told you this. He didn't 
It's one thing you know, we, I think we have to understand about Mike Leach is he doesn't say things like this to just throw it out there. He's actually saying things that he really believes to be true when he says like what he has said, which is one major difference in taking over this state job versus when he took over at Texas Tech versus when he took over at Washington State. Got much better players to work with here. I mean, he said it. And so speed and athleticism and ability – Okay, you got a quarterback in K.J. Costello who, after that 2018 season, they're already thinking he's going to the NFL. Surprises him, kind of comes back, right? And, uh, you know, he's the talent is there. That's what we got to say. Now, that said, it's going to be different each week, and uh, the games will be different each week. But I think, you know, the originator versus... Not. There's something to be said for that. Oliver is hanging on the Divinity Equipment phone. Thanks for calling, Oliver. What's up? Hell State. I think we're about to hang another six to 800 on Arkansas, and I wasn't really impressed with Arkansas and Georgia, so they're going to be another 600 on them. So there's 6,000 yards in passing yards for J.K. Costello. Hmm. Oliver, thanks for the call. I'll tell you this much. You know, it didn't take. It's not going to take 500 yards every week to beat some people, <laughs> but you may get it. I tell you what, you may get it. There have been predictions in the past where we went, boy, that seems a little bit steep. Well, uh, I'm not a gambler. Brett McMurphy on Twitter says the most significant changes right now in odds to win the college football playoff are Miami up from 300 to one. Now they're 30 to one, and then Mississippi State. We're at 500 to one now. They're up to 60 to one. So they've made the biggest jumps in terms of the odds uh, and and where they are. Sean on the country pleasing text line says uh, on another show they said that LSU was 127th in returning starters and State was 115th. So not a lot of difference there, you know. Plus, one school didn't have to install a whole new offense and the other one did. My buddy Chow Dog says, isn't it known that Leach wins some games he's not supposed to, but loses some that he's supposed to win? Yeah, that's true. That's been a characteristic of that. And a lot of times it will come down to a little tweak in a game plan. Somebody figures something out. Does that you sound get, like Dan Mullen? You get out adjusted, <laughs> yeah. You get, um, you know, in matchups too, you know. Sometimes, you know, you may run up on a team that maybe they're not that great in their front seven, but they got great DBs and they cover that particular day on man-to-man. And <clears throat> You know, State's got a lot of things they can do a lot better, including taking care of the football, too. Pat, on the country-pleasing text, said Costello's a tough guy also. He stood in there, took some shots yesterday, still delivered not to knock on Stevens, but I don't think he takes those shots last year and stays in. Uh, team seems pretty hard-nosed overall, and I agree with that. You know, he had that one big throw up the sideline early in the game, where he had a guy bearing down on him unblocked and just clobbered him as he lets it go. And that's the kind of play that NFL people sit up and go, hey, show me that one again. I want to see that one. That, you know, there's a lot of guys who can stand in a clean pocket and hit a wide-open guy or make a play when you're not getting hit. But when you're back there, you're about to get pressured. Here comes a guy breathing down on you. He's going to hit you, and it does not affect your accuracy at all. That's a big deal. It's a big deal. Let's just say here, unnamed texture says, fun fact on Sirius just now, Coach Mike Leach has been an FBS head coach. I don't, I don't understand. It, well, 
those two texts don't line up. I, I don't know if you sent it to somebody else, but I don't get it. Um, maybe it's just a typo. Thanks for texting the show. Kyle said, Arkansas fans think they can get us this weekend. Not sure if they have the horses to pull that one off. My head is still spinning from the weekend with this team. I thought we'd be good. Dang, those boys are darn good. Imagine that we can what we can do after we clean things up. Listen, this is one thing I think that probably is a positive, too, is that you do have an older coach who seems to be pretty grounded because he knows, you, you know, one like that, you start the year like that, you better put it behind you real quick. Real quick. Everybody's going to have film. I guarantee you this will not be a pleasant week at practice for State. I promise you. Because what you don't want is a, an entire team of guys thinking you've already accomplished something. It's one game out of ten. You don't accomplish something until all ten of them are in the books. And then we look back at it and see how we did. You know, that one better go to bed real quick. They'll coach them really hard this week and impress upon them how much improvement they need. That's what good coaching staffs do. <clears throat> That's what they will do. All right, coming up, uh, we'll go to the phone. We'll get Jack in here. If you can hang on, Jack, just hang with us. I'll come to you. And then we'll take a look at a matchup this weekend, a head-to-head matchup. A couple of news pieces. One, Vanderbilt is announcing that they are going to allow students to attend their game this weekend when they host LSU. And then the other is I see a note here that quarterback JT Daniels of Georgia has been cleared to play this weekend. And uh, they play Auburn, by the way. So there you go. Reaction Monday. I'm going to have a little more coffee here during the break from High Point Roasters in New Albany. You do the same. We'll be back in just a sec. Stick around. All right, back with you. Jack has been hanging on for a pretty good little while here on the Divinity Equipment phone line. I appreciate that. Jack, what's up? Thanks for calling. Hey, Matt, just a few things. Uh, one, first of all, I thought the team in all phases of the game looked extremely well prepared. Mm-hmm. And they played physical, they played fast. They just they were just a very well prepared team. They looked in midseason form for a first game without a spring. So I thought that was extremely impressive. But on all all special teams, all of it. Defense, offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second thing is I thought the it took about a quarter for the speed of the game to come to them, for them to get used to the speed of the game, I thought, about a quarter or so. And once that happened, I thought Costello and the, and the offensive line and all that, it really started to gel. You could see they got their timing down. The key to that to me, and you may have talked about it, I didn't listen to the first 40 minutes of the show, but they were early in the game, but they were big conversions when we were still kind of, it wasn't real fluid yet, but mm-hmm. with those uh, tough catches by Gardner. Uh, I think they were both third-down conversions, too, uh, in the first or early in the second quarter. Is it Cameron Gardner, is that his name? Yeah, Cameron Why Gardner. From mm-hmm. That's right. I-, I thought those were two really key clutch plays in that first half because if LSU could have maybe ever gotten the lead and kind of gotten some momentum, who knows what would have happened. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think that was for, you know, the touchdowns and all that, you know, what people remember. But those those were tough, tough catches he made, I thought, and were, and were – Really critical to get the ball rolling, I thought. But anyway, it was, it was a. I thought it was an impressive display and uh, uh, of, of 
how the team was prepared. And like I said, they were fast, physical. I was I really surprised how physical they played too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it, it was a it was an impressive feat. Yep, you know I was the same way, Jack. I I was, you know, if we go surprise, what surprised you? Well, I was surprised by how physical and tough that defensive unit was as a whole and how well they tackled. I was surprised by it. Um, oh, they tackled. The, the, the tackling was was that was what was really impressive mm-hmm. to me was how well they tackled. I don't really rem- I don't really remember any missed tackles. Uh, Maybe one, yeah. not many, compared yeah. to what we saw the last two years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then a lot of that has to do with conditioning. You know what I mean? Like a lot of the <laughs> yeah. getting there a step sooner, having a little more, you know, uh, I don't know, energy, they, strength, they something. They played with juice the whole game. Yeah. They played with juice the whole game. They did. You know, people think Leach is a, is a finesse team and that he has finesse teams. Mike Leach is tough, and his teams are disciplined and tough, and that's what he. Uh, there's nothing finesse about that football team, and 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 even on offense, you know that was a back and forth game. Tie, how many lead changes and ties and all that, and especially as it got in the third quarter, early fourth. That's teams, Mississippi State teams, in the past when those punches would come back and forth, that they would fold. This team didn't. This team didn't blink, mm-hmm. and, and and came. You know what I mean? And it it was a, uh, and I think that's a goes to the toughness of Mike Leach and how he runs his program and his team. Sure. Good call, Jack. Appreciate you. Um, so 10 different receivers are credited for catching a pass for State. And one when of was the last time that happened? Well, one of them, it's really nine <laughs> because one of them is your starting right tackle, Dollar Bill Johnson. Dollar Bill. Quatravius Johnson. You remember that? They had a batted ball and yeah. it came down and he caught it. Uh, for yeah. for negative three yards, <laughs> he thought he was Jimmy Graham. <laughs> well, I'm thinking there's a joke in there somewhere. Ten guys catch passes, including your right tackle. You know you're throwing it around a lot. Uh, I don't know exactly how to make the joke because I'm not a funny guy, but I'm sure somebody, could. <laughs> I'm sure somebody could do it. Uh, real quick, PT for MSU on the country please and text lines. He's talking about my drive from Baton Rouge back to Vicksburg. He said you probably drove through my hometown of Natchez. Then, no, the GPS actually took me up. Um, I, I avoided Natchez. It took me uh, what's that highway through the country there in Franklin County, uh, Highway 33. That it, it kind of brought me up this side of the river. I never went over to Natchez. Well, I say this side of the river. I just never went into Natchez. It stayed up through the country. Two lane road through uh, Meadville, Butte, that area. Uh, no, uh, Centerville. Oh yeah, um, that's my hometown, man. Okay, Centerville, Give a shout out down there. Franklin County. But there was another town or two that I went through. And I'm drawing a blank on the name right now. Well, if you came through Centerville, you went up through Liberty? That's right. That's right. Mm -hmm. You went Uh, right uh, past East Fork, man. Right. Amit County, because I saw the signs. Is it Amit or Amit? Well, I I say Amit County, but some people say Amit, but most people down there. But it it reminds me of this dude. What a big one. That's right. That's him. I was not far. I saw the signs. It said Liberty, Mississippi. I knew I was close. That's great. Uh, Peanut Butter Falcon said Leach would never beat Washington while could never beat Washington while at uh, Washington State. Closest say it's because they only rushed three and dropped eight into coverage. Do you think we see some of that? Oh yeah, no no question about. It. We may see it this weekend. Some teams are going to do it. You're going to drop everybody, make you throw it into zones, and try to get batted balls. And 
<clears throat> jump your routes and that kind of stuff. Put some pressure on you with uh, three. And if they get pressure with three, then you're really in trouble. Uh, Bookworm says, did A&M play? They did. They struggled with Vanderbilt. Got by them. Just kind of squeezed by. It certainly was not pretty. Uh, Bully Bill says, Corey is right. It was a third and seven. Five-yard penalty. Should have been third and two. Turn the TV on. It's third and five. <laughs> yeah, Hal, you're right. I went through Roxy and Franklin County. That's right. I went through Roxy. Uh, did you see? Mississippi. I know I know. Bully Bill didn't send that to us, but it was from Brooks' show. But it looks like he had something pretty good to eat Saturday. Yeah, look I'm at that. I'm seeing deviled eggs, sausage and cheese. Mm-hmm. Looks like a burger sands the bun. I mean, all that's good. It tastes good going down. You don't want to hang out with Bully Bill an hour later, though. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> I had some killer deviled eggs Saturday. <laughs> <clears throat> I love them. I sure do. But, you know, I'm not sure the My family does. Craig, Craig, who saw you Friday night. Yeah. We had some, yeah, we had some deviled eggs together on, on Saturday. And it was so funny. He showed up pregame. And then all of a sudden, halfway through the game, I look up and I ask his brother, I said, Where'd your brother go? He goes, oh, he couldn't handle the pressure. He had to go home. Yeah. And he went and sat by himself. <laughs> he sat in by the himself. House until, until that is midway fantastic. <laughs> that is fantastic. JW brings up a good point on Facebook. He says, if you want to rush three and drop eight, hello, Kylan Hill. That's one thing that Kylan Hill and those running backs give you that is another maybe type of back that he didn't have at some of these other places. Um, so it's not so much what you do, it's whether or not you execute it. And, man, that sounds like coach speak, but listen, it's so true. <laughs> it really is true. Okay? All right, let's do it right now. Head-to-head matchup preview brought to you by... Brought to you by Matt Anderson Properties with National Land Realty. And he can help you buy or sell that piece of property. He's got the 360-degree interactive drone touring, so you can see the whole property 360 from a drone... Without ever even going out there. It's really cool when you're shopping. So you need to shop. Let Matt be your land guy. Matt Anderson Properties with National Land Realty. Call him at 408-5155-601-408-5155. You got uh, one of the oldest rivalries, if not the oldest, in the SEC. It's going to take place this weekend during this COVID-adjusted schedule. It's Georgia and Auburn. I don't know where it is. Well, where was it last year? Last year it was in Austin. So this will be in Athens this year. <clears throat> I'm at winsipedia.com. Winsipedia.com. You can take any two teams in the country, compare them, look at the overall series, series history, who won, lost, when, the actual timeline, all that stuff. So let me give you some details. Auburn and Georgia are going to play this weekend. The current win streak in the series, Georgia has won three in a row. It's in Athens. JT Daniels, a USC transfer, former five-star, is cleared to play for Georgia. Of course he is. (laughs) The overall series is owned by Georgia as well, and, man, it is narrow. Look at this. Georgia leads the series 60-56. to There are eight ties in the series way back when when you used to have ties. Georgia's really dominated the thing recently, and obviously. I mean, they've won three in a row. They've won six out of the last seven. Okay. Let's see. Six out of the last seven, eight, nine, ten. And that, so, therefore, they've won eight out of the last ten. Good grief. Georgia's won eight out of the last ten. 2011, beat them 45 to seven. 
2012, beat them 38 to nothing. 2013, good Auburn team, played for the national championship, beat Georgia 43 to 38. Remember that miraculous play at the end. 2014, Georgia beat them in Athens 34 to 7. 20 to 13 the next year. 2016, they won a low scoring game 13 to 7. Auburn whipped them in 2017, 40 to 17. Was that Kirby Smart's first year? 17? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then uh, the last three, Georgia, 28-7 to over Auburn and Atlanta in the SEC title game. 27-10, two years ago in the regular season. And then last year, Georgia beats them 21-14. to So, uh... I take that back. I think Kirby Smart's first year was 2018. I think that was Rick's last year. Okay. 2017. Okay. Because Kirby's only been there two years. Well, that would right? make sense then. Yeah. No, no, it says Kirby. Okay, so it, it was does Kirby. Say Kirby. Yep. Okay, so he's been there. This is his third year. Yeah. Okay. I'll look at the rest of them and see. I misremembered my remembering. <laughs> Thanks, Roger Clemens. Misremembered. No such thing, sir. <laughs> Somebody tell Roger that. <laughs> Roger Clemens, that is. Auburn at Georgia this weekend. All time series. Georgia 60 to 56. Georgia's won three in a row. Ought to be interesting. That's hour two. Hour three coming up. No, wait a minute. Is that right? Yeah, hour three is coming up. Stick around.